1: person in your family right now, the person in my family right now that may be the staunchest critic of Jesus Christ, may tomorrow become one of the greatest leaders for the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? Don't you give up praying for them. Don't you stop praying for them, Luke 18. You keep praying. You don't give up. You better know Jesus prayed for his earthly family. You better know he did. And those prayers did not go unanswered.
0: Many of us would probably have a hard time imagining what it would be like to have family ties with the Messiah of the world. Even if we were to witness a sibling perform a miracle, it's highly unlikely that we would come to the conclusion that they were God. However, as Pastor Danny will teach you in his message today, this is the exact predicament that James found himself in. In his study, you'll learn how this once hard-hearted individual eventually became one of the strongest leaders in the early church. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: Most believe that James became, if you will, the senior pastor of the Jewish church in Jerusalem, not Peter. One more, Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, get this, when Peter came to Antioch, Paul says, I opposed him to his face because he was clearly in the wrong. Before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles, but when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. Peter is so intimidated by James and his reputation and his position as a pillar in the church. What's the point? Why is it important that we know who wrote the letter? Well, the evidence seems to support that it was James, the Lord's brother. And that really is a message all in itself. We're about to get into it. But John chapter 7. John's gospel chapter 7, verse 3. Jesus' brothers, including James, said to him, You ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you're doing these things, show yourself to the world. They're mocking him. How do we know? Next verse. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. Even his own brothers didn't believe in him. They're mocking him. Hey, you want to be a public figure? You want to be famous? Well, go show yourself to the world. Do the miracles before the world. They're mocking him. And here's the point. The person in your family right now, the person in my family right now that may be the staunchest critic of Jesus Christ, may tomorrow become one of the greatest leaders for the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? Don't you give up praying for them. Don't you stop praying for them, Luke 18. You keep praying. You don't give up. You better know Jesus prayed for his earthly family. You better know he did. And those prayers did not go unanswered because James, his own brother, who was a staunch critic, even mocked him, now has become a pillar in the church. And he's not the only one. There's another little epistle, very important one, just before the final book in our New Testament, before Revelation. That little epistle of Jude. We read in Mark's gospel, his brothers, Judas, well, it's Jude for short. And Jude, the Lord's other brother, penned that little epistle. Is that not tremendous? Don't give up praying for family members that are critics of Christianity. They could be great leaders for the kingdom tomorrow. Amen? James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Already the warm fuzzies are starting, aren't they? What a way to start off. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's a unique book. It's a unique letter in a lot of ways. And one of the ways is Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament, you know, he usually gives you doctrine, doctrine, and then he gives you practical, everyday stuff based on the doctrine. James doesn't start out with doctrines. As a matter of fact, there's not really any doctrine in the book uh, to, per se. There's nothing about the resurrection, nothing about regeneration, nothing about justification by faith, nothing about uh, the the basic foundational uh, beliefs of Christianity. No, he just goes right in, right in. Why? Because his audience, they're already claiming to be followers of Jesus Christ, and so those things are assumed. They already know. And so this little letter Penned by James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is one, one after another of test of the genuineness of one's faith. That's what it is. To put it another way, it's faith that works out practically in everyday life. That's what the book is about. Am I the real deal? Is my faith genuine? And if so, how do I know? That's what the book is about. Some have suggested that James is in conflict with Paul's letter of Romans. That's not true at all. They're not in conflict at all. Listen, Romans, what he's dealing with overall is how is salvation received? How is it received? And it's only received by faith. By faith, by faith, by faith. That's what Romans, that's the, that's the Magna Carta of Romans. By faith, by faith, by faith. All right? James is the other side of the coin. James is how is salvation verified? Romans, how is salvation received? By faith, by faith, by faith. James, how is salvation verified? By works. I don't work for my salvation, but my works prove the genuineness of my salvation. Faith that works out practically in everyday life. And he starts out this way <laughs> Count it pure joy, my brothers. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, the word originally meant multicolored trials. I mean, there's all kinds. All kind. Now, who's he writing to? The 12 tribes scattered among the nations. That tells us right away. There is a global nature to trials. Now, everybody goes through trials. Unbelievers go through trials because we live in a cursed world. But the kind of trials that God is talking about in this letter are trials for the one who is a follower of Jesus Christ and trials that have been preordained according to your personal path in following Jesus Christ. My personal path. There's some similarities to our trials, but there's a uniqueness as well. Your trial may be different than my trial. My trial may be different than your trial. You with me? That's just the truth, but all of us are going to face them. I wish there was some other way. I wish there was some other way. Here's what Job said. Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Boy, that's a true statement. I need to say too, listen. These trials, preordained by God for the follower of Jesus Christ, we're not talking about troubles in life based on my poor decisions. We're not talking about problems because I've made a foolish, taken a foolish direction in life and I'm suffering as a result. No, that's a different message altogether. These are trials that I endure and am called to endure as a Christian that I've done nothing wrong. I've actually done something right. It's because of my commitment to Christ that these trials have been preordained for me. I don't like it. All kinds of trials, frustration, disappointment, misunderstandings, unfulfilled dreams, unmet expectations, personal loss, loneliness, fear, criticism, conflict, persecution, etc., etc., etc. It just goes on and on and on. Oxford Dictionary defines trial this way, a trying thing or experience or person. Come on, let's get a little, just a little bit of involvement here. I know some of us may, some of us are going to raise our hand three times. But right now, right now, it's a trying thing, whatever that thing is you're going through. Come on, raise your hand. Trying thing. Come on, be honest. Look at all the hands. Trying thing. Okay, put your hands down. Now, some, maybe the same hands going up on this one too, because you got not only a trying thing, but you have a trying experience or something you're going through right now. Come on, raise your hand. Trying experience right now, Right? Okay, put your hands down. Okay, third one. How many of us, listen, how many of us got a person, a trying person? Let me see your hands. That's the majority of the married people. (laughs) Some of you single. How many single? How many of you single? Put your hands down. How How many of you about to get married in the next few weeks or months? Moment of silence. No, what? What are you talking about? Listen to me. 1 Corinthians, First Corinthians, it's somewhere in the Bible. 1 Corinthians seven twenty-eight. Paul said, if you're single and you can stay single, stay single. That's what he said. Why? He said, because those that marry will face many troubles in this life.
0: That's all we have time for on today's edition of The Living Word. There's more to learn from the Book of James, so we hope you'll join us again. Pastor Danny Hodges leads and serves the Lord as pastor of Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and each new edition of The Living Word that you hear is from one of his messages given to the congregation. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we want to invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. You'll be able to find directions at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you're not in the area, you can still join us virtually through our live stream. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. Is there anything that we can be praying about for you? If so, please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. We love that we can do this for our listeners, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have to the best of our ability. Would you also pray for us? Please pray for Pastor Danny as he continues to share the Word of God, and for the listeners who, like you, are tuning in to hear truth and love. Pray for protection and for open hearts. Thanks for praying, and thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.